Well, a new podcast, which means a new episode, a new interview with someone associated with the Richmond Football Club throughout its history. And this is a little bit different. We're going to speak to a man who played reserves football for Richmond in the 1980s. He played in 1984 and then 1988. Yes, there was a four-year gap. But it was after football where he was most successful at a club called Vermont. So enjoy this conversation with Craig Gislingham. Craig Gislingham, thanks for your time. No worries, mate. I love the surname. Where's the surname from? Do we know? It's English. English. It's English. Oh, it does have a very English sort of Gislingham. Yes, correct. <laughs> have yeah. you traced it back out of interest? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes back to uh, England. There's a town in, uh, in England which is called uh, Gislingham. Yeah, right. a historical town. So if yeah. you were to walk... If you were to go to that town, you'd yes. be like welcomed with open arms. That's right. My sister's been there, and yeah, that happened. Went to the, the small <laughs> little pub there, and it all started happening. <laughs> they thought it's the homecoming. Mm. <laughs> the descendants Correct. of the original per- family yeah. have come home. That's right. God. Yeah, there's not many of us around, so it's uh, quite a good game. Now, good name. Sorry. Now you you played reserves for Richmond. Yes. Um, did your father play football? Yeah, my father played for uh, Burnley, which is a suburb of Richmond. Oh, basically. right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I, I see. Yeah. So we're talking in, in sort of about what year or decade? Uh, 50s and 60s. Right. With my uncle. Yeah, and my grandfather played in the 30s. Now, so, your, uh, now your grandfather played for Richmond? Yes, correct. What yeah, do you he know? won the best and fairest in the second, won the goal kicking that year and had... Uh, one game in uh, in the seniors, and I think I'm pretty sure he hurt his knee. Right. Um, had a bit of a falling out with Jack Dyer. Did he? And yeah, and um, so then he moved on to Subiaco, went to the war, all those sort of things. It just happens that I was in his granddaughter's uh, Jack Dyer's granddaughter's wedding. I was a groomsman. <laughs> Were you? Yes. Right. Yeah. Now, yes. was, so was so the Gislinghams were they living in Richmond around yes, about? They were right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They lived in a few places around Richmond. Right. And um, my sisters all sort of grew up around that area, and then we all moved out to the out to Vermont in the sixties, uh, seventies. Yeah. Yeah, we all moved out here. Now, your grandfather's name is uh, Bob Robert. Bob. Now, yep. do we know what he got for winning the reserves best and fairest? I've got no idea, none whatsoever. It, there may actually not have been a trophy because no, sometimes... No, probably not. Yeah. Sometimes, I, if I ever stumble across anything, I'll tell you, but yep. often the case is... You won it in 1932, you might have won it. Right, yes. Yes, yeah. Um, and, well, in those cases, I mean, if if a donor would give... Sometimes they would just give money. Yeah. You know, the donor yeah. would give three pound or whatever, you know, or a hat, you know, yep. or something like that. So there may not be a physical trophy... Yes. Did, you, did you say he went to war? He did. He went to. He fought in World War Two. Did he? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen. I think he went to war. Then he got uh, dishonourably discharged in uh, where was it now? Over in the Middle East, and then uh, then he got put back into the war again because that's how he, that's how it all happened. If he did something that wasn't uh, quite savoury, right, you get discharged, and then they put you back in and make you fight again. Oh gosh. Yeah, yep, yep. So, do we know what what was he in the war? Was he uh, in in the, the in a regiment or or like uh, the aircraft? Oh, he, was just, or the... he was in a regiment, I think. Okay. Yeah. Mm. 
And what was your father's name? Uh, George. George, right. Yes. Did you meet yeah. Bob out of interest? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, um, when I first, he was still alive, and I think he might have just died when I started playing at Richmond in the second. Right. So he died two years prior to that. He died of cancer. Right. Um, he's a big smoker and a big drinker and oh. things like that. So um, mm. he uh, he died of cancer. So did he talk much about Richmond? Um, no, not really. He he um, he was a bit of an alcoholic and stuff like that. So I mean, I did have a bit to do with him, but I didn't have a great deal. I mean, Dad Dad had more to do with Richmond. He was really good friends with Ronnie Rifle. Oh right, yes, Ronnie. Right. Um, I played played footy with um, Paul at Essex Heights. Right, Paul Rifleus went on to become the cricketer. Correct, yeah. So we played a fair bit of footy together, Paul and I. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, Dad, Dad's got a lot of friends down at Richmond. Well, Ronnie Rifle is a great man. Oh, yeah, he's just tremendous because yeah. he was in charge of the museum when I sort of came there. Yeah, I think when I signed up, because I was seventeen when I got signed to play, he took me to the pub in Richmond somewhere to meet Donnie Davenport. <laughs> right. Yes. Who Dad, Dad's really good friends with. Yes. Um, so he introduced me to him and all that sort of thing, and uh, he was friends with um, Graham Richmond, Dad was. So. Oh, right. Yeah, so we had a bit of a... When I first got signed, he introduced me to him and all that sort of thing, so there's a bit of a... You met Graham Richmond? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. he call you Coco? Uh, oh, look, I can't remember. I remember <laughs> after my first game, he, he came and patted me on the back and said, uh, good on you, well done, so you did well. Oh, right. So, nice. Which was um, quite good, yeah. Do we know what the falling out between Jack and Jack Dyer and um, y- your grandfather was? They just had an argument, and they were both pretty hot-headed, yeah. especially my grandfather, and I've got, I don't know what it was. I remember talking to Jack about it, and he just said, oh, gizzling hands, they're just bad people, the gizzling hands <laughs> with a smile on his face. <laughs> So, oh Lord! Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That, that's a great little family story to take through the years. It is. Yeah. Well, I'm still really good friends with his um, my my best friend, Mary Jack Dyer's granddaughter. Right. And I'm still really good friends with them. We're going out tonight, actually, too. So. Oh, right. Um, yeah. So I still okay. see them quite good. a bit. So the Gislingham Dyers aren't you know like the Hatfields McCoys? They're not. No, they're no, not at all. <laughs> no. No, I'm, I'm I'm pretty good friends with his son too. Jack Jr.? Jack Jr., yeah. yeah. He's a lovely man, Jack. Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. Who, who signed you to Richmond? Um, Who ha- did, they, did they come looking for you? Yeah, what happened was I was playing in the under-18s at Vermont, yeah. and then I played uh, a couple of games, a few games in the seniors, and I happened to go quite well, and then I had um, Richmond and Essendon, I had Carlton, I had quite a few come around. Yeah. And um, being a Richmond supporter, I said, I'll go play for Richmond. <laughs> and um, so I went with that. And I, just, I, I was just, if I look, I was 17, and I um, I think it might have been my second or third game in the twos. I had a bit of a knee complaint. I hurt my knee at uh, Moorabbin. Oh, like, like your grandfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was only just a small one. And then I come back and I did pre-season. But, you know, I was probably too young. I was 17 at the time. Um I was just started working, so you get up at 5.30 in the morning. I wouldn't get home at 10.30 at night. And then I got I used to play a fair bit of cricket and uh, had stress fractures in my back that summer oh. when we did pre-season. So I sort of basically had to give it up playing football So for a little bit. And then I went back in 1988 when your dad was at Richmond. Right. And I played a couple of games in the seconds and did fairly well. And then um, I um, broke my ankle. 
so that paid to that did pre-season and Richmond decided um, because they were a bit direct of my, they, they were trying to build the club up they went for I was 22 but they decided to go for 17 year old uh, guys instead of someone who was 22 so I Gee. sort of missed out got overlooked and then just went on and had a career at Vermont and um, look fantastic club at Vermont that's my junior club well ended up playing and winning 10 grand finals at Vermont in the senior so you played in 10 grand finals one 10 yeah yep. they weren't successive were they <laughs> Uh, well, pretty much what I played for probably 14 years at Vermont, so I won 10. Won 10 and lost the first one, so I played in 11. That could be, that's surely a record of some sort, is Yeah, it? it is, a Australian record, yeah. Oh. And then I went to Wandon, where I was captain coach at Wandon. Yeah. Uh, after that, and I was played with Andy Goodwin. Yes. A friend of mine, and uh, won another two grand finals there, so I won 12 all up. So hold on, I'm speaking to a man who holds the record of the most premierships. Yeah, in Australian... Australian open age football, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you got like 10 premiership tr- medals, have you? Or, or just lined got, across the, uh, yeah, the mantelpiece? Yeah, I've got them in a case, yeah. I've got, <laughs> I've got uh, 10 for Vermont, 2 for Wandon. So they're all open age first grade football. Craig, you yeah. should, are you in a Hall of Fame? You should be in a Hall of <laughs> is there a Hall. Is there a Vermont Hall of Fame? <laughs> I've got my name on a few things up there, yeah. I was going to say, you should, you should be in the Australian Football Hall of Fame with 12 premierships. Yeah, it'd be funny if they ever called me, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> well, you wouldn't say no, would you? God. No, I wouldn't, no. Dad's only got five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you doubled that. Yeah, so I was very lucky. It just happened to be in the right spot of Vermont, and then just went and coached Wandon, who hadn't won a flag for quite a while, and then won two flags in a row oh, there. So that's back to back flags. Played against Monkey and all those sort of guys up in the country, so it was, um, it was a bit of fun. It was great. 84, in 1984, you had stress fractures, is that yep. right? Yeah, had some uh, so in my back and hurt my knee. So you you play you were still able to play a couple of games? Yeah, yeah, I in, played in eighty four. Uh, I played three games. Played my first game was against Sydney Swans at the MCG on a really wet day. Um, and then the next day of next week straight out we played at Moorabbin. Oh right. And uh, at uh, St Kilda at Moorabbin, yeah. and uh, everyone divided up. I played in half back flank, and I had to pick. On, I had to play on uh, Ronnie. Um, uh, Robbie Muir. You didn't. In yeah, the, so I played Robbie Muir there. Everyone divided, left me, left the poor kid playing on Robbie Muir. But he turned out to be a really nice guy. He was talking to me and having fun and, and stuff like that. He was saying, well done, good on you, do this, do that. And uh, he was quite good. He was good to play and help a lot. Oh, wow. And then uh, the next week we went and played Collingwood at um, Collingwood at Vic Park. And the same thing happened. And I had to play on Ronnie Andrews. Oh, my. And how old were you? 17. Well, w- welcome to football. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, I know. So that was my introduction to Planet Richmond, which I absolutely loved. And um, it just just hurt my knee and, you know, I had had to have quite a few weeks off with a crook knee. And that year I went back and played in the juniors at Vermont and played in the grand final, went in the grand final in the under-18s at Vermont. And then uh, turned up for pre-season at Richmond and my back wasn't exactly, you know, 100%. Right. um, yeah, had to give it away. So, uh, so you've played in '84 for a couple of games. You've hurt yep. yourself. You've gone back to the juniors. Yep, at Vermont. Yeah. How, how, how did you hurt your knee? By the way, uh, just someone just run fell across it. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. um, yeah. just I got through the game, and then I just pulled up. It was so bad. It was terrible. Yeah. Could hardly walk and things like that. And had it looked at. And, they just said, oh, look, you've got bone bruising and a bit of a strain in your knee, so you're going to have to have a little bit of time off. And, right. Um, which wasn't too bad. I mean, that was good, but it was halfway through the year when I was playing. So 
yeah. after it was no use coming back, so I just went and played at Vermont for the rest of the year and played the pre-season. And then '85, you've sort of tried again at Richmond, and that has been unsuccessful. Did the pre-season because oh. I was also playing cricket. I, I, I was playing a lot of cricket, playing. Dis- um, I was uh, in the Dowling Shield for cricket. Um, did a lot of touring through cricket, um, as well as training for footy. Right. Um, played in the under. 16 Vic team went up to Sydney with them yep. and then uh, just pulled up back, pulled up lane with my back it just I couldn't run everything right. was you know and so I had to make a decision and just gave it away for a while well when you first contacted me I, I asked you a question I said um, are you the same Gislingham who also played in 1988 and you went yes yeah that's I went, right, that was yeah. a four year gap <laughs> between, right, between yeah. games yeah. yes that's right yeah so I went back and played Vermont uh, in the seniors there in the first, and um, and um, yeah, I, I just come out from training, so I got a phone call, and um, I said, "Oh, would you like to come and play with us again?" I said, "Oh, yeah, no worries, not a problem." Yeah, they said, "Remember us?" <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, so I uh, fronted up and played in the twos, and and um, I was near on best on ground that day. Right. Uh, Jimmy just kicked nine, I think, that day. Gosh. And I uh, went to run out of a pack and someone grabbed my foot and pulled it back and I broke my ankle, basically. In your first return game? Yeah, yeah. And that was it? I played, I played the next week yep. against North. Uh, couldn't run that well. well. Yeah. And then I um, just had to give it away for a little, you know, for the rest of the year then. Now, who was coaching Richmond in 84 reserves? Do you remember? Uh, 84 was Royce Hart. You had Royce as your coach? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, right. Can I just say, this is one of the great debut seasons. You're 17 years of age. Yeah. You're, you're playing on some of the, the toughest men in football, and you've got an absolute legend as your coach. Yep. But what yep. was he like as a coach, Royce Hart? Oh, look, he was very quiet. I think he uh, he, uh, he knew what he wanted to do, but he had trouble getting it across, I suppose, now you look back. Right. He expected probably, because he was such a good player, he probably expected everyone to be maybe as good as what he was. Yeah. And right. had trouble understanding just the the normal everyday lay person, I suppose. And did you, so, as a reserves, did you train with the seniors at that time as well? Like, did the yeah. reserves team train with the seniors as well? Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah. Right. So that it wasn't like a separate night or anything, or was it? No, no, no. We all trained the same night. We're all as one club, so we all trained together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mike Patterson was a coach of the seniors. Swamp Fox. The yes. Yeah. I was gonna, yeah. Did, did Royce participate in training? Uh, he was out there, yeah, but I don't think he didn't do a great deal. He wasn't going for marks though. or anything like that, just to sort of no, show you how no, it was no. done. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. So I then, come. I must say. Oh, you, you could you could sense that just yeah, being around him, just yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I've been also a uh, Richmond supporter all my life. Yeah. Um, you know, Royce Hart's in the room. It's like, wow, I'll have a look at this. <laughs> Royce Hart telling me what to do. All right, a medal. Yeah, listen. that's right. Yeah. And then yeah. come '88. Yep. Reserves coach there. Uh, Emmett Dunn. I was going to say, it's Emmett Dunn, who I just saw yeah. last week. Yeah, who I'm Blog. still friends with now to this day. Yes, well, he's just joined the uh, Richmond uh, Historical Committee at the club. Yep. He's now yep. on the board. And he's, yep. So he's the chairman of the club. So we had our first yep. meeting uh, a week or so ago. So. Yep. Uh, yep. And there's a bit of... He's still got that policeman in him, you know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> order actually, and that sort uh, of thing. I was actually in uh, San Francisco about oh, four or five years ago. Yeah. And um, he was going... On the tram, and I was just walking past with my family. I hear, "Hey, Gizza!" And I looked around. He's uh, Emmett hanging out of the 
hanging out of the, the tram, wave and g'day and how you're going and stuff like that. So I've always got on really well with him. So. You, thought you didn't expect to see that when you were on your trip overseas, did you? No, every time I run into him, we uh, we talk, have a good time talking to each other, so it's quite good. Running to him at a funeral, same thing. Yeah. We uh, talk, no worries, so it's quite good. Now, as most people know, in the late 80s, the club was in financial trouble. Yep. Did you know that, playing, as a, no. when you came back? Was it obvious? No, no, no it wasn't, no. Right. No, because all it was was a group of young guys, like um, the Pickerings and, you know, Des Ryan, Trent Nichols. Oh, who was Tim my favourite player growing up, Trent Nichols. Yeah, Tim Powell, all these guys, like they were all uh, Brian Lees. So they had a fairly young group, so no one really knew anything. We were yeah. just rocking up and playing, you know, and um, which I must admit, yeah, I thought your dad did a pretty good job with what he had, just a bunch of young guys trying to find their way, and um, it was just just the way it all happened, actually. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got my, <laughs> my thoughts on why it failed, but I uh, couldn't really say. Did you wish to say that at all? I'm, I'm on the radio. Oh, you're podcasting this, aren't you? <laughs> well, you don't have to if you don't want it, it's all right. <laughs> We're only recording it, so if you don't want to, you can say whatever you want. It's entirely up to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so I thought it was just a bit hard. I might put it that way. The um, were you there at the time of Save Our Skins? Uh, no, I'd, I'd left in '89 because I did all, the whole pre-season things like that. Things were going really well. Yeah. And um, actually, I was the last one. You'd, I remember your dad took me into his room, and uh, he goes, "Look, I'm so sorry. I was the last one to be let go." And he goes. We have to let you go. Oh. Uh, we got we're going to draft four young guys, which was Richard Leander, Chris Nash, and two other guys. I can't think of. Uh, one was Crow, and I can't think of the other one. And, oh. um, so they won't be those guys. So I mean, Chris Nash turned out to be fairly handy. But um, I was going to say Richard, unfortunately, wasn't. But no. But Chris certainly was worth yeah. his weight in gold. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. How did that? Mm. Was that a bit of a shock when he told you that he was sort of cutting you? Uh, yes. Yeah, extremely. Yeah, because yeah. I, I played. Look, I played fairly well in the preseason. Yeah, I've got letters from your dad saying how well I was going and stuff like that. So oh, I thought, okay. oh well, I was basically an in. Had uh, had a lot of friendships there, even though I'd never played senior football with uh, a lot of the guys. Uh, in fact, one time we uh, we trained up at Belgrave, where your dad used to take us to train, and I took the whole training squad or the whole football team back to my club at Vermont. Everyone come back, and we all had a few beers on a Friday night. After training in Belgrave. This is in 88? Yeah, 88, 89, 89 pre-season. I didn't realise, hold on, we trained up in Belgrave, did we? Yeah, we used to train up in, um, through, up and down the hills there. Yeah, ask your dad about it, he takes up there. Right, because I remember we trained sometimes at Monash. Yep, yep. Because um, I remember going to there, uh, hold on, you don't remember me walking around as a little tacker, do you? No, I don't, Good, Just no. checking, just wanted to check. <laughs> yeah. So no. after, you so... Went to Grant's, it was Grant's Picnic Garden we used to train from. Grant's Picnic Garden? Up in Belgrave, yeah. So lots of hills. Yeah, so, massive hills. Right. Yeah, it was very hard. Yeah. Actually, sounds like a good took place. Us to, took us down to Sorrento to run where he used to run when he did pre-season. Oh, did you? Uh, what near the sand dunes and all? Yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, it's, it's like it was a, a reunion tour. He was just taking me back to all these places where he went. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. then you took the entire senior team back to Vermont. That's right. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, and we all had a few beers up there and stuff like that. It was quite good. It was a good night. Um, you said Dad wrote letters. Did, were these handwritten letters he wrote? Yeah, handwritten letters, yeah. yeah. Did he? Right. Yeah. I, I only, look, I got rid of them about 10 years ago. I'm looking through, because I had always had them 
in my um, top drawer. Yeah. And I moved hand, homes, and I thought, oh, I probably don't need it. Oh, Which I regret now that I got rid of them. Yeah. Because, you know, he had probably four. Yeah. Four handwritten letters by dad. Yeah, oh, wow. It was quite nice, yeah. yeah. Well, as you said, I mean, at that time, there was a very young club. Yeah. There was a few old, you know, David Cloak had come back. Yep. Wait, Waitman was still there. I think Jess might have still yep. been there as well. Yep, yep. But you've got to realise, there are 17, 18, 19-year-olds... Anthony Bannock, you know, we were playing, Bannick, we were yeah, playing him yeah. full back. Yes, that's right. He was right. probably 18 years of age. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people sort of don't realise just what had to be done sort of at that time. Didn't yeah, they? I think the footy club were really reeling from 1984 or 83 when they got into the the um, the backwards and forwards with Collingwood. Oh, yeah, the trade. They gripped the, oh. the heart out of the football club. All their depth, everything just completely went. Yeah. And I think even now they're, they're sort of paying the price for what happened then. Yeah. They lost that whole whole thing of how good they were. And uh, they lost that middle-aged bracket of guys. So they didn't teach the young guys when they come through how, how to play. And they just lost everything, I think. And, um, yeah, it was just a poor, unfortunate part of the football club that they've never recovered from. Um, who, who, who were some of the really skillful players that you saw at Richmond uh, at the sort of the, the two times you were there yeah the first time well I obviously we were training with the seniors a lot yeah so I was lucky enough to see Morris Rioli running around oh my lord yeah and then there was Flea running around there was Mark, Mark Lee and there, and these uh, men are at their prime that's right oh. yeah two years after playing in an AFL grand final they're still running around playing football <laughs> Michael Ropes um you could name most of them, actually. I, I hear Rioli was just amazing to see. He was just... Yeah, he was, yeah. Skillful. Doing training and things like that, yeah. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. And you were... And you, in reserves, you, so you were able to engage in the training with them? There wasn't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, you used to have a bit of match practice and stuff like that. And practice games? Yeah. Right, yeah. In, sort of inter-club, you know, that sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, that's right. Who, who, did, who, did, who did you play on in the inter-clubs, do you remember? Well, I remember in 88 I had to play on Peter Wilson, so that was fun. <laughs> Do you do a cartwheel or anything? You didn't just know, right? Oh, actually, that game I played at um, in the night game. Um, that's when Peter Wilson did the cartwheel. Hold on, say that again. In the in the seconds when I played in the seconds that day. Yes. Yeah, and that's when he did the cartwheel. Yeah. Yes, that. and uh, Chris Pym, I think, kicked three goals or so in the last quarter. Yep. Um, yep. And but people don't realise at the time. I mean, that was a huge upset. It was. It was massive because we were down and out, not playing very well. And uh, we come out and beat a, a Carlton team that was just full of their stars. Well, I think they were they were the premiership side from last year, the previous year. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And he was. I remember, you know, I, I remember in the twos, there was Wayne Harms and Sheldon. I'm pretty sure it was Sheldon. Um, I might have been McConville. They had a really good twos team running around. But gee, yeah. Now the reserves played at the same ground. Yeah, yeah. We played before the seniors. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, so, if the seniors played at, let's say, 2 o'clock, what was your game? 11 o'clock or something, was it? 11 o'clock, yeah, 10.30, 11, yeah. Did yeah. family come and watch? Oh, yeah, I had my whole... Yeah, all my family used to come, yeah. They loved it. They actually followed me all through my football career, playing back at Vermont and things like that. Oh. Up at Wanda and that all travel all along. And, ha- I mean, it was really quite something to, to have a reserves match before a seniors match. 
because... Oh, fantastic. Well, in fact, I think... Hold on. The re- was it the under-19s before the reserves as well, from memory? Uh, no, no they, that was at the they other ground. Called, they, they played punt road, the under-19s. That's so right. They played like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it was great to get to the game and you watch the, the reserve players. You could see who was going to be good, yeah. Yeah, you could, yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, and then the crowd would build... You know, and you yep. wait until the seniors and that. So, did you stay and watch the seniors matches? Oh yeah, you you come out after about you know, a bit after quarter time, and you'd stay and watch the the seniors play. Yeah, you would always. Yeah. Yeah. What number did watch. you wear? Do you know? Uh, I was number forty in in uh, eighty four, and then I was fifty four back in uh, fifty four or fifty three. Right. I think uh, Lammy um, Lambert was fifty three. I think. Right. I think I was fifty four. Or vice versa, I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, I was given number 40 when I first got there, which was, uh, I was pretty happy with. <laughs> it's not too bad, wasn't it? There's much yeah. higher numbers than that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because, you know, but the higher the number... The years, I tell you what, through the years I've come across some uh, guys that used to play there, played against Greg, Greg Strawn yes. and uh, Bruce Tampany. They geared up together and played at Mitchell Footy Club for a while. Right. Um, played against Terry Smith. He was captain and coach at Clayton. Oh, Terry, yes. Um, played a fair bit of football with Paul Barlow right. at uh, at Vermont. Uh, uh, Steve Cochran, right. he, uh, yeah, he played a fair bit at Vermont. So I played a fair bit. He was coaching Vermont last year. Oh, was he? Uh, Andy Andy Goodwin, of course, played with him. Because very hard man. Great memories of him. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, gee, he was. Yeah. He was so he was tough and determined. Yes, well, you should have seen it when he was. Off the, when the video camera couldn't get him, you reckon he was tough there? <laughs> <laughs> no video, in the, and uh, the umpires turn a blind eye. He's an interesting character. I remember him playing on Gary Ablett. Yes, that's right. Dad had yeah. to put him on Gary Ablett, you know, and just do what you can to yep. stop him. Yeah, he had uh, sharpened elbows. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I remember well, that. Well, if you see, if you see Andy, do mention that I'm interested in having a chat with him. I will, if, if you yeah, don't well, mind. And his son plays a Kobert. Yes. Yeah, his son's first ruck for Covert, quite a good player. Right. Tom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he finished playing when he was about 50. Oh, right. So he did a bit of a Jim Jess style thing, did he? he yeah, was... he kept going. He ended up playing up at King Lake. Right. Well, you, you started when you were 17. Yep. So when did you, what year, did you finally finish? I finished when I was 36. All right. So that's not bad. Yeah, 2003 or something it was. So Before. what do you do with yourself now? I've got my own business. I'm a um, I'm a painter. Right. So I've got quite a few guys work for me, and um, I'll keep that in mind. I've been then. I've been doing this quite a while. So um, I was a painter when I was playing at Richmond. Oh, were you right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've had the same career the whole time. Look, I don't look, uh, Craig. The club could have done with a uh, a painter at the club actually, because the rooms I, were pretty. I actually did a painting there when Terry Wallace turned up. You didn't. Yeah, I did, yeah. Flea so, gave me a call, because I know Flea fairly well. I yeah. know his brother, Mark, yeah. fairly well. And then I, um, at the MCG, I painted the stripes on the walls in the in the other side, um, the Great Southern Stand, where we used to run out from. Right. I painted I painted in there, too. Painted everything black and yellow in there for the club. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say, well, it's good the club put you to use, then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, certainly, and in the 80s, you know, the, 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 the rooms were pretty decrepit and... They were possums they were, everywhere, and yeah, they were just as bad when um, Terry Wallace turned up. So, have you been back uh, there yourself since? Uh, Road. I haven't been there since they've done it all up. Okay. I've gone into the into the um, 
the historical part and had a look around there. All right. Uh, actually, I haven't gone through the club rooms at all, so which uh, looks fantastic now, better than what we used to have, I tell you. Well, um, you should drop in one day and just just give them your, your business card, just in case. Yeah, I will. Just in yeah. case they need a second coat, just. <laughs> or if Roland ever needs to just paint the museum, you know, a wall yep. with bright yellow or something, we can yes, just. Yes, that's right. We can yeah. just use the services there quite easily. Correct. I'll tell you the first week I ever went, uh, when I fronted up to, to Richmond, that's when they put the pig in Jimmy, in, um, Jimmy gets bought the wild pig in. <laughs> and he put it in the, in the, um, in the locker. Yes. That was your first week there? Yep. Were you yep. witness to this event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all you could hear was this pig banging around. And then the door opened and the pig jumped out. Yeah, it's quite funny. What did you think yourself? What have I got myself into here? <laughs> well, f- apart from being awestruck by seeing all these guys there, you know, watching this pig jump around was quite funny. That's quite. That's quite a. You've had quite a, uh, a time at Richmond. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it left a. Uh, it left a. Uh, it left a very good feeling on my on me. Through it. So yeah, something I can still carry now. And no, it's great. I wasn't there for long, but I enjoyed everything I did there. Oh, that's great. And and finally, you still follow the club? Oh yeah, I still go. I'm a uh, I'm a member, gold member. Good on you. I um I sit in the uh, sit under cover there and watch every game. So yeah, it's quite good. I love it. I love going all the time. Actually, I take my my partner with me. Yep. And my sisters and all that. We all go. Um, and I sit next, of course, to uh, sit next to uh, Jack Dyer's granddaughter and the great-great-granddaughter, the great-granddaughter. It's a bit of history surrounding you. Yeah, that's right, yeah, we all go together, so it's quite fun. Well, can I just say it's been a delight to speak to you, thank you. Not a problem. Well, there it is, the interview with Craig Gislinham, and I thank him for contacting me and having a chat about his Richmond career, and I hope that we end up speaking to more players from the reserves and the under-19s, and maybe some officials as well, over the course of this podcast. There's still plenty of episodes to come. Uh, I'm yet to fully digitise even a third of the interviews that I've done, so over the coming weeks and months there'll be many more episodes on this podcast. If you are listening through iTunes, just click on the rating section and give it a rating out of five stars. Um, Five stars would be good. And uh, just leave a sentence or two to tell us what you think of the podcast. Until we speak again, good thanks.